recorded. Today I want to talk about a message which has been on my heart for the last few weeks, and it's titled, Remember Paradise. Remember Paradise while dealing with life today. And there's going to be a lot of scriptures referenced. There's no, there's no extra slides today, though, so you have to take notes fast. Or I'll give you a little cheat. You know, I come from the day of video games, and I'll just say I'll give you a little cheat and a cheat code, and it's this. Just text me, ask me for my notes, email me. I'll send you them all over, word for word. And I'm going to try and stick to my notes word for word as much as possible today because it might be a hard message to deliver anyways. I want to start with this statement or this idea. Maybe you've heard this saying before. It says this, So far today, God, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been grumpy or nasty or selfish. And I'm really glad of that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot of help. Well, isn't that the truth? We need a lot of help in life. And especially in the area of which we're going to be talking about this morning. We're talking about worry-free living. We're talking about living in the midst of great loss, living amidst great pain, amidst great suffering, living amongst grief, living amongst a sinful world. And to live with all this, it sounds quite impossible to have what I called worry-free living. In fact, I guarantee that we may not attain perfection in this area, but I do believe that we can go a long way towards this perfection reducing the amount of more worry we carry around when we remember God's truth, remember his word, we remember his promises. That's why I want to deliver to you this morning. This message I'm going to share with you this morning is a message I preached almost two weeks ago in the nursing homes. And as I preached this message to the nursing homes, I did not know that it would be one day before hearing of my brother's passing. But this has helped me every step of the way. It has helped me every moment, every, every day since. The title of this message is Remember Paradise While Dealing with Life Today. As I said, almost two weeks ago today, I shared that I was awaiting the news of Mike's passing. We went home at Christmas time and we saw Mike and it was, it was painful to see him in the state he was. I came home, and I believe we got home almost the day before my nursing home services, my preaching. In fact, I wasn't even scheduled to preach there that morning. I had switched to have it the next week, but I got a phone call that morning from the nursing home directors that the guy I switched with wasn't able to come. So I said, no problem, I'm coming. I've got scripture on my mind. I'm here. I'm ready to serve. I went in. I talked about paradise. You see, Mike was suffering, and I just got home from seeing this. Mike had suffered for six-plus long years. First, it was through his soon-to-be wife the week before they got married, I believe it was, finding out that she had cancer. And then her eventual death and passing on to the Lord. And then amidst all of this news, somewhere in the middle, Mike was diagnosed with cancer himself. And for six long years, he fought the fight against his own cancer. Before what I'll say now, and I keep saying over and over again, he fought and lost the battle to cancer, but he gained heaven. He was victorious over this life as he moved on to everlasting life. 
You see, I said that day, two weeks ago, that any day, any moment, I knew I might receive the call that my brother has passed. Never again to be able to call him, to text him, to talk about taking a ride with him in his fancy Dodge Challenger, or to chat about going shooting together. Never again could I joke about his love for the Cleveland Browns, which let me tell you today, there would be a lot of joking about after last night's game. Never again would I be calling him to joke about his affection for Elvis music or send him funny jokes and memes. 44 years old, and he would be passing on soon. 44 years old, only 44 years, that's what he lasted. In my mind, I kept thinking about that number over and over again. I kept saying to myself, he's only 44 years old. I might live longer without him than what I've lived with him. Little did I know that God would, though, answer our prayers in taking him home today, taking him home soon, and God would call him home that very next morning. This is where I want to transition. You see, amidst great worry, amidst great loss, amidst great pain and suffering, we must always remember paradise, remember heaven. You see, we can't get stuck on all those thoughts about Mike was only 44 years old. I'm talking about a lot about Mike today, but I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit within all of you as brothers and sisters in Christ can apply it to your personal situations. Maybe it's with a loved one of yours, which is, which is in that transitional phase, not doing well. Maybe it's with a loved one of yours that has gone to be with the Lord. Maybe it's with your own health. Well, either way, I want to encourage you to remember paradise. You see, in one sense, we could all say, Mike was only 44 years old. And we could be filled with grief. We could be filled with worry, with frustration. But when I, as a Christian... When all of us as believers in the Lord remember the promises and the truths of God's word, I can say Mike was only 44 years old with a different sense, a different tone. You see, I can say Mike is only 44 years old and he gets to be in paradise. I can say Mike is only 44 years old and he is at home with the Lord. Mike is only 44 years old and he is no longer living amongst a fallen world with sin. Mike is only 44 years old, and he is fully healed. And we'll see one another again. Amen? You see, Christ takes away the sting and death. Somebody reminded me of that at the viewing or before the viewing as I was gone. And, and I got to say, it still hurts, but the sting is gone. It still hurts. But we know without a doubt when we remember the word of God and his promises, his grace, his love, that we are comforted through it all and we know we have hope for everlasting life. We know that this is not the end. And this is why we remember paradise. We remember that there's something more to come. We remember heaven, for God's love makes a way. We remember John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world, they sent his one and only Son, that whosoever believeth in him might not die, shall not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. God loved the world so much that he gave us Jesus despite our sin. He gave us Jesus despite our rebellion, gave us Jesus despite anything we ultimately deserved. He gave us his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him might have life. But I want to focus just momentarily on the fact 
of that love. For I shared this at the funeral that day. For God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus. As I thought about this scripture, as I was sitting in the funeral that morning, I thought, for God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave us Mike. For God so loved the world that he gives us one another. For God so loved the world that he gave us heaven. And let me tell you about this heaven. Let me remind you of what God's word says. In Luke 23, 43, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looks beside him to the man on the cross beside him there, and he says, today you will be with me in paradise. I don't even need to say any other word about heaven, but I'm gonna share some more description there. But that one word alone tells us what it will be like. It will be like paradise. And I think each of us might have a different viewpoint of what that might look like. For me, paradise often looks like Florida. It looks like South Carolina. It looks like places I've never been before, like Jamaica, Hawaii. It looks like a sunny beach with sand and ocean waves and sun, lots of sun. For some of us, maybe that's not paradise here at all. Maybe you want to go up into Canada. You want the snow. You want the winter. You want the ice fishing. That's not me. I love the heat. I love the sun. But let me tell you, however you envision paradise, it will be like nothing you know on this earth. You see, we must remember paradise in these times of great loss, in these times of great pain. For worry-free living, we need to not just look to the momentary struggles of the day, but the eternal, everlasting gifts of God. You see, there's another way to look at death, at pain, at loss, at struggles of this day. Maybe you're suffering yourself through life. Well, I encourage you to look forward and look forward with gladness, with excitement, with joy. Because Jesus calls it paradise and you too can go there through Christ as Lord. Listen to what Revelation 21, 1-4 says about what, what awaits us for our everlasting life. Revelation 21 refers to this paradise. I'm not reading the whole scripture, but it refers to it as a place with no mourning, no crying, no tears, no pain, no suffering. And what a joy it is to envision that. As I said, your paradise is nothing that can even be imaginable when you compare it to, to the earthly things you know today. Because even that paradise of mine and maybe the beach, the Florida, the ocean, you know, there's great pain there. There's sunburns. And let me tell you, I've had my fair share of them. But heaven is a place with no mourning, no crying, no tears, no pain, no suffering. That's where Mike is today. John 14, 6 tells us how to get there. It says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we read in Romans 6, 23 that the gift of God, although we know that all are condemned, all are sinful, none are righteous, Romans 6.23 reminds us that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus as Lord. Trust in Jesus and find this free gift of paradise. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that through Christ, all are made new. And in this newness, we have a new hope. So for those soon to pass, for those who have passed, for those who are struggling today with thinking about your tomorrows, I encourage you, 
remember Christ and remember paradise, and that will help. But still, we have this looming question, this, this question overwhelming us. And like I said, I shared this two weeks ago in that nursing home. What about us left behind? You see, this encourages me for my brother. It encourages us as we think about our brothers and sisters in Christ who have either left to be with the Lord or maybe they're struggling in their final days. Well, first of all, I remind you, none of us know when that final day is. Only God does. So I encourage you, serve God. Serve God. Continue to to seek him in all you do in his kingdom and his righteousness and his glory forever and ever. But what about us? What about us left behind? How do we deal with life today? How do we carry on? That's what the rest of this message is going to be focused on. I'm going to give you four remembers, four statements to remember as you work through the worries of your life. Because let's be real with one another. There are many worries in our life. Hebrews 12, 12 tells us to toss aside every encumbrance, every sin, and run the, way, the race with endurance. Fix your eyes on Jesus. The first step in carrying on living today, a worry-free living type of life, is to run the race and run the race with Jesus. I'm going to ask you to speak up a few times today. I hope that's okay. Maybe it'll wake you up if you're falling asleep. You're not used to this pastor anymore. Maybe you're not daring falling asleep because I might call you out. I don't do that, though, I don't think. I just make references to your passions and maybe your catch-on I'm talking about you. I want you to start with this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say run with Jesus. I just want you to repeat after me. Run with Jesus. One more time. Run with Jesus. You see, that's what that Hebrews 12, 12 reminds us. Toss aside every encumbrance, every sin. Run the race with endurance. And what does it mean to run the race with endurance? Scripture tells us we fix our eyes on Jesus. Run with Jesus. Your eyes on Jesus. And how do we run with Jesus if we're not in his word? Dive in the word. Today we're going to have, as I said, four statements of things to remember that will help you with how do we carry on, which will help you to get through these times of struggle, these times of grief, these times of pain. And it's all from God's word. It's all what helps us to run with God's glory in mind. I want to start with this. Psalm 46, all these scriptures are very well known. All these scriptures are what helped me through the past couple weeks, and I hope they help you as well. But Psalm 46 says this, listen as I read. Verses 1 to 3 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters war and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. You see, life at times may feel like the ground is shaking all around you. Life at times may feel like you're drowning amongst the sea's waves. Life at times may feel like a struggle, but you can always find God amidst those great struggles. You see, you need to remember this. God is the refuge to seek. 
If you're taking notes, that's number one, the first remembrance I want to give you. Number one, remember, God is the refuge to seek. And you should underline, if you're taking notes, the. God is not a refuge. There's many places to go in life to try and find refuge from a storm. But God is the ultimate refuge. God is the one refuge which will never fail us. God is the one refuge which will always be there. God is the one refuge which will never be swept away into the sea, broken down or shaken to the ground in destruction. Quite the opposite is true, actually. Amongst the shaky grounds and surging seas, he, the Lord, is always towering high for you to find and run to. Let me say that once again. Amongst the shaking grounds and surging seas, the Lord is always towering high for you to find and run to. So remember, God is the refuge to seek. Psalm 40 refers to God as a refuge to us all, but it refers to God specifically stating, drawing up out of the pit of destruction. He draws us up out of the pit of destruction. And let me remind you too, and this isn't one of the statements to remember, but it is just a good practical application. All of these things are good to pray. As I was sitting there that morning, that morning of finding out my brother is gone to be with the Lord, I cried out as I had no other words to speak, but God's word, I cried out, Lord, be my refuge. You see, God's word refers to God as a refuge in a sense, saying he is a shield to us. He is a protector of us. He is the wings of protection like a motherboard covering her young. God is that refuge. David knew, Solomon knew, Abraham knew, Moses knew. Many have known that they could cry out, seek, and depend on God. And you can too. Depend on God as your refuge Depend on God. Say that with me. Depend on God. Sometimes you hear things said, spoken out loud, but maybe we don't truly take them in or remember them and go on throughout the day because we didn't speak them out loud ourselves. So say that one more time. Depend on God. We need to remember to run with Jesus, fix our eyes on Jesus, and Depend on God. My next major scripture is found in Psalm 121, if you're taking notes. Psalm 121. Listen as I read. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. From this scripture, I give you the next step that you need to write or remember. It says, remember, God is always aware, fully there and providing. Let me repeat that. We need to remember that God is always aware. He is fully there and he is providing. God is always there. I prayed this. I prayed this scripture. Lord, thank you for being there. Thank you for being fully aware. Thank you for providing for me. Lord, thank you for not slumbering on my need. Him not slumbering is a good thing for it means he will see you through. 
he will see you through. He will see you through, though, not just these pains of today, but through eternity. One translation, I I really love how it states this. It doesn't just say, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. It doesn't just say in verse 7, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. I always have to kind of expound upon this a little bit as I'm in hospital visitations or at people's bedsides ministering to them. Because it's not that just that God's going to keep you in this stage of life. This other translation, which I love, it says, he will protect your soul. God will keep your soul, and he will carry you on into the everlasting, where he will be present with you for all times. And this there can bring you great joy. Remember, God is always there. He's always aware, and he is providing for you. This brings me to my next scripture and point as we talk about his provisions for you. And again... I want you to see these are fully, I mean, these are well-known scripture points. And I think sometimes we struggle is we want something new. And we toss aside these well-known ones. And maybe you have other well-known scriptures. That's great. I encourage you, remember them, look to them. Well, this next one comes from Psalm 23. Remember God is your shepherd. Something so simple, but something we fail so often to yield to. Remember, God is your shepherd. And oh, how I cried this out, Lord, shepherd me. God is caring for you. He's guiding you. He is protecting you and providing for you every need. Psalm 23 says this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, it's quite interesting how we often avoid this psalm. I've heard many say, I, just, I struggle sharing this psalm because it talks about death. But how much more should we be recognizing that death is a very real reality for these bodies? But we don't have to fear death. This thing is gone because through Christ we have hope of the everlasting life. In the presence of God. With no more pain, no more sorrow, no suffering. For he will be with us forever and we'll have new bodies this message isn't an in-depth message on Psalm 23. I've done that. In fact, I think we spent five weeks in Psalm 23. It's not an in-depth message on Psalm 121 or Psalm 46. But I do want you to remember these principles because they help us as we think about having worry-free living. I implore you, remember these passages. Remember these themes that you get from each and every single one. Remember, God is your shepherd, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Notice that comes after talking about even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And even in that valley of of the shadow of death, it says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And through all that, he ushers us into his goodness and mercy. 
remember these things. God is comforting you. God is guiding you. He is protecting and providing for your every need, even when you know not what you truly need yourself. Even when you feel surrounded by darkness, living in a valley of death, gloom, despair, you can remember he is there. He is there. He's fully aware. He's fully there. God does not slumber, and God is a refuge. Remember, God is your refuge to seek. No one else, nothing else. We always seek God. First, seek God. Let's say that together. First, seek God. How often we go to other sources of help. How often we first seek mankind's opinions. How often we first seek a brother or sister. And it's not always a brother and sister in Christ. How much more should we first seek God? Remember that scripture we started with, in order to toss away every encumbrance, in, other, in order to run with endurance the race before us, we set our eyes on Christ. We run the race with him. We first seek God. Always remember, first seek God. Before closing, I have one final psalm for us to look at. And this is Psalm 1611, which has just been instrumental to me over the past couple weeks. And I hope it is to you as well. Psalm 1611 says this, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. My final remembrance for you to write down to help you. Through whatever struggle you're going through, because let's just admit it, there is always a struggle. We always say to ourselves, if I just get through this, I'll be set. But something else gets thrown our way, because that's exactly what Satan wants to do. He wants to pull us away from God. He wants to bring any encumbrance in our way to take our eyes off of Christ, but seek God. Remember this. Remember to find your joy in the Lord's presence. Remember to find your joy in the Lord's presence. And as you remember that, also take note of what we've already said. The Lord is always there, never slumbering on his people. He's always a refuge that will never fail. He's always shepherding you. Find joy in the Lord's presence. That Psalm 16, 7 says just that. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence. How will we have joy forevermore? Because we'll be in the presence of the Lord. And with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Remember to find joy in the Lord's presence, for you too can depend on God. He makes paths known. He fills you with joy. He shows you which way to go. He provides your every need. Despite all the pain of the fallenness of this world, the death, the gloom, the doom, the despair, the suffering all around us, we can remember paradise and find joy while dealing with life today. Here's another bonus from this scripture. Remember the eternal pleasures. Remember paradise. Remember the eternal pleasures which await us. And first, seek God. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen? Amen. He doesn't give up on you. Psalm 16, 7 tells us to bless the Lord who gives you counsel. Bless the Lord.
and remember his promises. Again, I want to say in closing, we appreciate your continued prayers, but God is good. He is there. He is a great refuge. He's always there, fully aware, and he shepherds us through every time of our life and into eternity where we have a joy of his presence forevermore and we'll have the joy of the eternal pleasures. But don't lose sight on this. Those things aren't just for the future. They're for today. Share that with someone. Let's close in prayer and we'll have one final song. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for Jesus. Lord, I thank you specifically for Mike. And I thank you for knowing that you loved us so much that you created this way to have redemption and peace with you. And we need not look forward to the future with gloom and doom, but with gladness, with excitement, with joy. For we know what awaits all those who trust in you as Lord and confess of their sins. What awaits us all is paradise. May we remember paradise while we deal with life today. And may we look to your truth, to your word, and remember these things. You are a great refuge. You are always fully aware and always there, never slumbering on your people. And you shepherd us from day to day. And in your presence is joy. And remember, Lord, we, we remember that in this joy we also see the eternal pleasures. Thank you for these things. May we glorify you with our life. May we bless you for the counsel you give. Amen. Please stand. Let's close in song.
this would be heavenward first. Lord, pray that you would use us here on this earth, Lord. Praise these things. Pray these things in your name. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you.